Welcome to Burning Bright, a weekly podcast presenting poetry and prose from Passager. December 8th, Mars was brighter than at any other time in 2022. December 13th and 14th is the Geminids meteor shower. December 21st, in addition to being the winter solstice, is the night that the planet Mercury will be at its brightest. And December 17th is Wright Brothers Day, commemorating the first successful flight of a heavier-than-air object, a.k.a. the first airplane, by Orville and Wilbur Wright in Kitty Hawk, North Carolina. On this edition of Burning Bright, some pieces about flying and the sky. When Scott Ward was learning to fly, he flew over Tuskegee, Alabama, where the famous Tuskegee Airmen trained during World War II. He said, I thought, what great men they were who loved their country and embraced the highest responsibilities of citizens, even though they were not accepted as full citizens. Here's Scott Ward's poem, Flying at Night. I was not licensed to fly, nor was it night, but dusk as I taxied over the threshold of the 3-6 runway in a little Alabama town you've never heard of, and stood on the brakes. The four-stroke grumbled and missed, spinning the wild prop, sky fading gradations of rose and bruise toward complete black, and the runway lights were coming up, beguiling. A taste of Jack Daniels had cleared my head, and I sat in the cockpit, watching the light fail, and didn't want profound thoughts or deep insight. I knew what I could do with my hands on yoke and throttle. One minute, and the runway was a stick of chewing gum sliding away behind me under my wings. Twenty more, and cities slipping past me were patches of incandescent flowers, fragments of heaven sown in endless dark. I navigated over Tuskegee, thinking of heroes, those genuine men who give it up and never tell a soul. Scott Ward's Flying at Night from Passenger, Issue 66 Next, Arnie Weingart's poem, The Weather on Mars. In his poem, he refers to specific regions on Mars. He dedicated the poem to his children, Zoe and Isaac. You'll say that everything is more or less the same, the way you usually do. Although we can't help hearing the reports that filter back to us belatedly of conflagrations of dust and vapor ice in the Noachus Quadrant, your last known destination. We'd guess by now you have undoubtedly moved on to Sirtis Major, or perhaps even as far as Elysium, which sounds pleasant enough from this great distance. We have no sense of scale or of the range of reds or common sun surrenders in your dawns, any of which would help us feel closer, although not close. Not now. Not yet. We shouldn't blame you for our failed attempts to understand sea level where there is no sea, where all the local hills shoulder Everest aside, where love is absolute and chance has consequences we could never accommodate, however much we've seen ourselves and been or hoped to be. We think we know what can be known about the way life turns toward life but you are in a place we never would have thought it possible to be accustomed to. Some night, out on Bradbury Landing or Glenelg, look down, through all the planetary cold, at us, as we look up 
at you. Arnie Weingart's poem, The Weather on Mars, from Passenger, Issue 59. Paula Colangelo said, Like most of us, I'm enamored with the moon. When I heard scientists were building a fake orb to illuminate city streets, I felt it took away all romance and mystery. Here's her poem, Midnight Under the Artificial Moon, from Passenger, Issue 73. It begins with this epigraph from the BBC News Online. A Chinese company has announced ambitious plans to put a fake moon into space to brighten the night sky. Lovers will not pass under its gaze, croon to its blueness, want to fly there. Nor will this hanging lamp enhance bonfires, boardwalks, or dewy lawns. No one will name it Harvest, Hunters, Wolf, or praise the god within, Igaluk, Mamakilla, Napier. We remain fond of the waning crescent, the waxing gibbous. We find faces in deep craters, or imagine civilizations thriving on its dark side. We will tire of fluorescence, glowering kitchen light. This new ball of mirrors will follow us home from work, glare into each window, reverse the nocturnal to fractured sleep. Paula Colangelo's Midnight Under the Artificial Moon. To subscribe to or learn more about Passager and its commitment to writers over 50, go to PassagerBooks.com. You can download Burning Bright from Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, and various other podcast apps. For Kendra, Mary, Christine, Roseanne, and the rest of the Passager staff, I'm John Shore. (laughs) 